What have we here? Welcome to the wonders of Thedas. Welcome to the Wonders of Thedas podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs. My name is Ren. I am Jill. And with us today, we have a brand new special guest, a new co-host, our warrior correspondent for the day, Caitlin. Hello! I am Caitlin. I am the warrior. You are the Caitlin. The Caitlin (laughs) warrior. (laughs) So, welcome to the show again. Uh, pre quick pre show uh, rundown. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. We're gonna be talking about the warrior class. We're gonna be uh, we've got some news coming up for you. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I uh, hope you guys can stick around. I hope you hopefully you can because you downloaded this podcast uh, probably <laughs> and have with the express intent of listening to it. This isn't exactly a live thing, but hey, <laughs> you know so, what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. Yes. Um, so Gen Con is going to be con- is going to be happening a one exactly one week after this podcast comes out. Uh, what? We were... For real? It's that oh, oh crazy! Yeah, it's that close. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Really wish we could get like a booth or something, but we're not that important of a podcast no, yet. We're not. Maybe no, maybe another year. Maybe no, those have that much couple money. Years, that's yeah. It. Also, that costs money. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. However, if you guys do want to meet up, if anyone listening does want to meet us, not that we're that special, but mm-hmm. we'll say hi. We'd love to say hi to anyone that listens. Yeah, tweet at us on the Wonders of Fetus podcast Twitter. You can send uh, messages on the Facebook. Uh, you can send messages to me, Cop Protect, Cop the Protector. I'm on the Green Ronin and the Bioware forums. Check us out. We have a lot of folk, a lot of places you can reach out to us. Uh, if you want to say hi, that's cool. You can meet some podcasters, amateur podcasters. We're just getting started, but you can. But if we get big, you can say. I, I knew them when. I knew them when they were not cool. Mm-hmm. You be the be, hipster. Be the hipster yeah. podcast oh, listener. Yeah. You can do that. Totally. <laughs> so, um, without further ado, let's talk about This Week in Thetis. You aren't worried I'll just make it up as I go? Not at all. You'll need to hear the whole story. So, this week we've got some news for you that is a little bit late. It's coming out on the heels of some of a little slip up. The uh, Game Master screen that came out a while ago by now. Uh, this is a bit old news and Green Ronin has already kind of cleared this out. But we thought we hadn't covered it on the podcast so we thought we'd make sure that it's on there. Uh, the Game Master screen has a couple of errors on it. They ca- ca- they um, moved a lot of the numbers and such over from the Fantasy Age uh Game Master screen, which it, which includes same uh, shares a lot of rules elements with Dragon Age, and they so they uh, missed a couple things that they had to change. They had to change a couple wordings, but and personally, I don't find it that much of a problem. It works out perfectly fine for me. But the spellcasting modifiers and equations are still using the intellect ability and the Arcana focuses, which are not things that exist in Dragon Age. Because I changed a couple things over, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about the changes from from Fantasy Age in a, a later episode. We got it. We got it. We got it uh, on the mind. But um, Green Running gre- is gonna fix it. They, yes. Uh... Hopefully, we don't. Uh, we've heard. We don't. We, I've heard at least on the forums that Green Running hasn't updated the PDF, and we don't know if they are planning to update the PDF. If they are, we haven't heard anything. Mm. They did release a sh- a tiny PDF of the correct. Spell casting equations that you can that they said you can print out on a sticker and put it over your GM screen, and that and it, it fixes the most the the largest error. Mm-hmm. The one other small error is that axes are under the fighting ability mm. when they should be under strength. Gotcha. But that's okay. We can we can all figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We can yeah. all be, we all be cool about that. Especially with a heads up. Yes. From your favorite mm-hmm. podcast. So, uh, and of course, this is also somewhat old news, as today was the last day for it. Dragon Age RPG's core rulebook was nominated for three Ennies. It was what? It was um, Inside Art. Best Interior Art, Which is beautiful, by the way, if you guys don't have the core book. Oh my goodness. It's so pretty! You can see. Like, I love me some Wayne Reynolds Pathfinder, but this is astounding stuff. This is astounding stuff. Some of this is straight from the the Bioware um, art tables, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it is some fantastic freelance artists who worked really hard on this core book. And all the books that came out, that came, oh, well, the boxes that came before it. It's got a lot of cool stuff in it, so we totally think that it deserves Best Interior Art. The yes. second thing that it was nominated for was Best Game. What? Like, yes! Best Game of 2016. Do it! Do it. 
It's a bit. It's going to be a bit late to vote for it by now, unfortunately. Uh, by the day of us recording this podcast, it is technically the last day. Um, but let's see, technically the last day. But we're going to be releasing it long after it has finally after the voting is finally closed. Um, great, we've dated the podcast now. Yeah, anyway, whatever. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Whatever. Um, but if you guys go to Gen Con, you can find out firsthand who won the Ennies. Oh, and of course the second, the third Ennie. Goodness. The third Ennie was is actually one of the biggest Ennies it could have been nominated for, which is bet which was product of the year. Yes. Like of all the things you could buy, the Ennies thought that these were the best ones. Mm-hmm. So if you're a gamer who doesn't have a lot of time, you should look at the best products of the year. Yeah, definitely. Like. These oh, are the yeah, ones totally. that I need to keep on my these radar. These are the ones that everyone thought you should get. And one of them was the Dragon Age Core rulebook, because they're right. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so pretty. You should totally check it out. It's it's way fun. And, and hopefully by the time we come back from Gen Con, we'll have some news for you on maybe some Annie's we're taking home from Gen Con this year. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. We totally think we think that the game deserves it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. So, results of Gen Con, and it'll be a good time. We're going to now consult the Codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? So while we are consulting the Codex, the Codex is actually kind of empty. <laughs> not to, not to naysay anybody. We haven't got any questions yet, uh, but that's okay. Don't be shy. If you guys have any questions about the Dragon Age RPG, it can even be general questions. It doesn't have to be anything specific. It doesn't have to be like specific rules calls. It doesn't have to be um, like... Is this new focus that I made up a good idea? It can be things like, how many people should I bring to play this game? Mm-hmm. Or it could be... Uh, or just our opinions yeah. on stuff from yeah, those. Yeah, our opinions on stuff. You can ask each of us individual questions, too. You can ask mm-hmm. uh, Ren, Jessica, Logan, Ka- uh, Caitlin. Uh, I almost called you Callian. I mean... I, 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 <laughs> correct, I corrected it to Caitlin. To Caitlin, yes. <laughs> Jill. Name you can ask Jill questions, Callie. too. Callie and I have some... Fun similarities. Yeah. Fun similarities. <laughs> we both enjoy our wine. Yes, we very That's much. That's true. So. We'll definitely be talking about our home, about our home game plenty. Oh yes. But if you'd like to send questions, anything you like to send to the Dragon Age RPG to, to the about the Dragon Age RPG to the Wonders of Thetis, you can email your questions to Wonders of Thetis Podcast at gmail You can send them in a personal message to Caught the Protector. That's me on the Green Ronin forums or Caught the Protector on the Bioware forums. That is also me. Let's see. You can drop us lines on Facebook. You can drop us lines on Twitter. Usually I'll answer those questions uh, when they show up on Facebook or Twitter, but I might ask if it's okay if I can answer it on the uh, podcast as well. Um, We've got a lot of avenues for you guys to reach us. Feel free to reach out. We'd love to have your questions on the show and let you guys know what we think. But no pressure. If you don't want your questions on the show, we won't put them on the show. Absolutely. You can, we can, we can you just, can just leave, specify. Yeah. Yeah. You can leave them on the Twitter or the Facebook if you like. If you want them a little less noted, a little less audible, that's fine. We are cool with whatever around here. True. Mm-hmm. So, very excited today to open our books to the distant verses. Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. <laughs> of course, but... Welcome to the Disney Versus, our fan creation spotlight. Today we are going to be talking about a more recent, uh, more recent creation that was made. I think it was just last month, or maybe maybe two months ago. Uh, it's a new a little thing that somebody whipped up on the forums, and it's called spell modification. Now, is this popped up on the Green Ronin forums uh, by a member named Shonuff, S H O N U F F. Also, thank you, uh, sir, madam. Person, you want to give credit where credit's due. Yes, give credit where credit's due because this is a pretty cool idea. Spell modification is basically a subsystem for modifying spells to make them more powerful and keep all of your spells more use uh, more useful at later levels when their power level is not quite what it used to be. Mm-hmm. That uh, flame spell got a little less exciting when you got fireball and all those enemies mm-hmm. are really good at making those dexterity acrobatics tests. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The basic idea is that. And I'm and I'm we're throw, I'm throwing in a couple of our uh, our own interpretations that you can go to the Circle of Magi or another place of magical learning, and you can pay sums of money to upgrade your spell's effectiveness and customize them. 
Whether this comes in the form of components used when casting the spell, magical words that boost the spell, binding spirits into a tome to aid you in casting the modified spell, whatever it is. You get some askance looks if you do that, though, so look Yeah, out. definitely. Those, uh, <laughs> those, those mages that show up in Inquisition that have got those books flying around, mm-hmm. maybe this is some of those guys. Mm. Mm, those guys are jerks. Dangerous. A lot of barriers flying around, and none of them are... No, I don't, we don't appreciate any of them. At least they're better than the Venatori. Yeah. Right. Eh, rebel mages. <laughs> I guess. So, these modifications include, and they're not limited to, things like increasing damage, incre- uh, adding damage over time, adding penetrating damage, increasing the radius of the spell, uh, improving buff and debuff effects, increasing the range, uh, incre- improving the creatures that are summoned or called by a spell. There, uh, he found a lot, there were a lot of, a couple of exceptions that he wrote in, and the system is still kind of growing and changing, so if you'd like to put your two cents in on it, see what it looks like, um, feel free, there is a thread on the Green Running forums that is, I believe should just be called Spell Modification, it shouldn't be too hard to find, but yeah, you guys can check it out and see what you like, um, and if you guys can, of course, use it in your games if you like. Uh, and of course, that is on the uh, Green Ronin forums. So if you go to Green Ronin's website, there should be a button that says community, or you can probably Google Green Ronin forums and it should take you to Ro- I think it's called roninarmy.com or something. Um, if you'd like to let us know about some custom Dragon Age RPG content that you have found or that you've made yourself, please send it to the Wonders of Fatus podcast at gmail.com. Send a personal message to Cot the Protector on the Green Ronin forums or Cot the Protector on the BioWare forums. That is all of us. We will get this. We would love to get this stuff on the podcast. Talk about stuff that you've made. This is your chance. Yeah, this is your chance. Show us that you are an RPG developer. Yeah, show the world your skills. Your creativity. Well, we've talked about lots of things, but we're here for the thing they brought Caitlin in for. Yay! Warriors! Warriors. So, buckle in, everybody, because this is our main topic for today. So you're a warrior. What is a warrior? What's a warrior? Well, for me, the warrior is the tank of the of the group. Yes. If you don't know what tank is, basically we take all the damage that usually will hit the mages or the rogues, and then we try and hit our enemies with big swords or axes or, in my case, a sword and a shield. Yes, you do it very well. I try. You guys can turn to pages 38 and 39 of your core rulebook if you guys would like to follow along. So, you are the classic hero, the fighting man, the brute strength, the bar brawler, holy knight, the ruthless destroyer, the mounted cavalry, berserker, any other kind of character who's at home on a battlefield, the coliseum, the training farmer turned hero. Totally, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He got he 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 uh he got all that armor rating from tipping cows. <laughs> but now he's on to bigger and better things. Watch yes. out, Archdemon. <laughs> oh that Archdemon. Oh that Archdemon. So much fun. Yes. So, if you like to pick up big weapons, strap on heavy armor, protect your allies, or perfect a deadly fighting style, this is the class for you. You are the hero of brute strength and survival. You are the most well equipped class for combat, uh, being able to pick up the heaviest weapons and the armors in the game. Your abilities lend yourself to winning battles and being the last one standing. And because you are sturdy and deal more damage than most, you are typically in the thick of things, standing toe-to-toe with the bigger and the batter foes, keeping their attention so that the rogues and the mages have the chance to do their thing. That's true. It's I do have some very heavy play aware. It's not good for stealth if you want to do stealth, mm. but that's why we have Kallians. Yes. Exactly, yes. To help distract... The yeah. other enemies while I charge at them. Yeah, and oh, not yes. only do they fight the big bad, they fight many smaller mooks too. Oh, they yeah. will attract all of them oh, yeah. to it's themselves. True. If you played Inquisition and had Cassandra use Warcry, it that gets, is it. That's that's what you guys are doing. My, You're bringing it all to you. Yeah, my Inquisitor <laughs> uses Warcry once in a while. So, yeah. You are the shield, and you are the Death Dealer. So we hope you don't mind a bit of blood because we left that gore, that persistent gore meter all the way, way at the top. up, yeah, way at the top because that's how you play Dragon Age, yeah, with all the gore. Also, 
they must have something really good for getting stands out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But well, you know, I, I think that uh, that is probably like one of the very few things that the Circle of Major just kind of does for everybody. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's one probably few... it also probably has something to do with Elfruit. I feel like a lot of things uh, do. Yeah. A lot of uh, things have to do with Elfruit. Just kind of just kind of like take rub it, it on there. there. <laughs> it's just like a big napkin. It just kind of slide. It's like a magic eraser. Yeah. I don't know. I think ale gonna... might help a little bit. Ale probably helps too. Ale helps with everything. It's true. So you're drink all responsibly. Uh, yes, drink please. responsibly, yes, please. Even if you have that constitution drinking focus. Which I do! <laughs> <laughs> Your role is pretty straightforward. You're the muscle. You can use more weapons than any other classes, and you're the only class ca- class capable of wielding and wearing uh, medium and heavy armors. You can focus on any weapons you like, going with a big two-hander, a weapon in each hand, a weapon in a shield, a bow and arrow, or even going barehanded. We had somebody doing that, and they did it really well. Yeah, they did. Punched a horse mm-hmm. to the ground. With the right focus, it... <laughs> 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 the, good times. Oh, good yeah. times. The, the, um, Asha was like, don't punch him, it'll only cause a scene. She, she was like, horse is fair game. <laughs> Fuck! Horse went down. So the right focus is, you can still contribute to exploration and role play. You see, because this game lets you do pretty much a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. But combat is where you're going to really shine. That's what a lot of, a lot of your class powers kind of contribute to. So, we're going to get into some crunchier stuff. Talk about uh, talk about the nuts and bolts of the warrior. Fancy. Yes. So we're gonna start with like the stuff you're gonna give me. You're gonna be talking about your uh, hit points first. You start with thirty plus constitution plus one d six health. The most of the three classes. Mm-hmm. You have been through a lot already, and you're and and it shows because you can take a beating by this point. True. Oh, those hit points. They are very precious. Take but- them. But it's good to have a lot of them. Speaking of hit points, we're going to talk about those primary abilities. The first one of which, of course, is Constitution. And then we're going to have Dexterity and Strength. Warriors are all about all those physical stats. That's true. I have a strength mm-hmm. of four right now. So. Nice. They are the Paragon. Mm-hmm. You've kind of been of spreading it out, condition. if I recall. Yeah, I've been spreading it around Dexterity and Constitutions that way. Mm-hmm. If I do get dropped down below zero, I can stay. Yes. Conscious, well, I could stay alive for more can rounds. Have a few more seconds to bleed out. Yep. Yep. And so. then with dexterity, I can just mm-hmm. hopefully make those dexterity saves more. Yes. <laughs> so, given that the warrior class is mostly good at fighting, you'll likely be taking a lot of damage. It's so true. In order to survive that damage, resist poisons and harmful spells, swim across water, drink people under the table. <laughs> hey, I did that. Keep going under great stress. You'll want a good constitution. Mm hmm. You're going to be in the thick of things, and you're going to probably be taking a lot of punishment. So do not neglect that Constitution score. It also gets you, it helps you get more hit points, and it helps you it helps you stay alive. Mm-hmm. Dexterity is one half of a coin that I usually see warriors land on. Uh, higher dexterity means higher defense and attack rolls with light weapons and ranged weapons. Especially two weapon warriors and dexterity provides both attack and defense. It gives you more speed, which warriors with heavy armor can lack. Resistance to some dangerous spells and skill with a few trades uh, with a few trade skills and subtler skills like sneaking and picking locks. If that's more your if that's more your speed, mm-hmm. some warriors do that, and there's nothing stopping a warrior from doing something like that. True. Um, strength, however, is the other side of the warrior. <gasps> While dexterity gives good defense, strength is going to guarantee greater damage. Dexterity is not added to melee and thrown weapon damage rolls, but strength is. So having a high strength makes a warrior a dealer of death and can also aid in physical labor, smithing, intimidating others, driving vehicles, and climbing. Yeah, it's a good way for, uh, if you're going to be high on your physical stats, to also add to your roleplay with intimidation. Indeed. It's true. Indeed. It, I've done my fair share, although mm-hmm. our our other our fi- mage. our uh-huh. other fighter does really good with intimidation. <laughs> so does our mage, strangely. We're not sure how that happens. Yeah, you know, she doesn't really do the intimidation so much as the oh, uh, explaining scary. negative yeah. consequences. Yeah, magic is scary though. Magic is well, very scary. Well, she, she like she'll say the consequences, and then the character will see me in the background with my fists clunk going clunk. Heck <laughs> yeah. It helps. It, it helps. helps. Yes. These are the consequences, and this is the one who deals them to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Now, you still got five other abilities on there. Those are your secondary abilities. Communication, cunning, magic, perception, willpower. <laughs> so, communication is useful for warriors who want to be leaders. Uh, it's useful, especially if you're planning on leading battles. You want to take communication leadership. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be good in a courtroom, or you want to be good uh, talking people down from dangerous situations, or from starting fights, communication always helps. Convincing um, people to join your army. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. That and helps. you will want at least a three in communication if you intend to take the champion specialization. Which I do, 
No way, I have to guard you. You want to? Yes, <laughs> yes. We'll talk about Sorry. that. Sorry, my Inquisitor has champion. That's Your Inquisitor is champion. There we go. Yeah. So cunning is not always necessary for you, but if you intend to be a tactician or a good soldier, it will come in useful uh, when you are taking cunning military lore, which lets you uh, plan battles better, lets you um, lead your troops more efficiently. Cunning can also reflect a good education, and warriors like Ogren, who brew their own alcohol, will want this for the cunning brewing focus. Nice. <laughs> I might take that. <laughs> <laughs> make your own alcohol. Hey, I can't drink it, but I can make hmm. it. Now, this next one's a little silly, because you wouldn't think that magic is a useful stat in any case for a warrior. Well... <laughs> I've, already, I've already changed some folks' minds on that, I think. <laughs> Yeah. It is It is definitely worth remembering that many harmful spells require you to make magic tests to resist them. It's especially since my third specialization, yes I have three, because we're that high level, mm-hmm. is an arcane warrior, and you need magic for that. So. Wait, hold on. Second. Second. Unless you count the warrior as your You've first specialization. You've got two. You, uh, you, needed, you took spirit warrior. Yes. Not. You needed, so you needed willpower, actually. Yeah. No, I thought I needed magic. No, 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 yeah. it's, uh, you need uh, willpower for Spirit Warrior. She made the base magic, I remember, because we had Did the sword, she? because yeah. we provide some of that. Hmm. That's what you told me. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, well, you've got... I can look it up, let me look it up. Look it up, you've got a court rule book. <laughs> we can cut some Settle this out. dispute on the air. I see what <laughs> uh, Specialization. We'll keep going. Uh, perception is not as vital for you as it is for rogues, but if you hope to do any archery, you'll want to invest in it. Perception is also a good defensive stat and allows you to notice threats before they get the jump on you. Your GM is probably going to ask you to roll perception checks just about every game. It's so many, true. Many times. Many times. I'm glad I got perception tracking. It's actually both. We're both right. Magic and willpower. Oh, really? Hey! <laughs> well, dang. There we go. Three or higher. Three or higher for both of them. All right. See? Oh, well, dang. I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, incidentally, willpower is a stat that is often neglected, but it has several defensive uses against spells and fear, and you'll want at least a three willpower if you're becoming a spirit warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want to become a reaver, and reavers will definitely want this high. Oh, and of course, I forgot. Magic. Um, magic, you're going to want at least a three in that if you want to become a spirit warrior. Mm-hmm. Or a templar. Yeah. And the ultimate irony of ironies, I kind of love that. <laughs> now you need magic to become a templar. Yep. Yeah, the one who watches the mages the also one. has to have the high magic. Good thing I don't have any magic. I have negative one magic. Magic is awful. I would never have any of that. Yes. So, uh, weapon groups. Warriors begin play with the Brawling Weapons group, and you get to select three other choices uh, from a list that is on page 38 of the core rulebook, and you'll get to learn new ones later as well. Uh, That one does not include the dueling dueling group, because that is specifically for the duelist rogues. (laughs) Yes. Like Kellyan. Now, you can talk to your GM about whether or not at later levels you can take you can choose to take the dueling group, mm-hmm. but that is up to your GM. Uh, but for now, there is a list on page 38 that goes, uh, that starts, and it starts from bludgeons and goes down, from bludgeons and all the way down to, uh, let's see, polearms, and of course you got bows and everything, but... Two-handed, sword shield, etc., etc. everything. Mm-hmm. So, at level one, you're going to get the following things. You will become a novice in armor training and become and can become a novice in two of the following talents. Archery style, dual weapon style, single weapon style, throwing weapon style, two-hander style, and weapon and shield, and or weapon and shield style. This gives you quite a few options for combat so you can carve out your character's niche early. And these talents will represent your combat training and might reflect the weapons and techniques you studied to become a warrior. Yeah, I chose uh, sword and shield, but I also use a bow on occasion, mm-hmm. since Did my background you, uh, started as a Dalish hunter. Correct. You have, you've been, you've been working on that archery, right? Yes. Yeah, I think you have. I think okay. I have, like, almost all the talents I need for that, mm-hmm. to be a master in archery, yeah, yeah, as yeah. long as... Archery's fun. As well as uh, Archery's weapon useful. and shield. Sword and shield. So... Later, we're gonna go down the list. We're gonna or we're gonna talk about um, what you get specifically by being a warrior. Everyone gets a talent at every even number level. Everyone gets ability focuses that are, ability focuses and ability advancements at every level. We're gonna talk about what you as a warrior will be getting. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. That's the answer. Uh, at level two, you get a free focus. You can take cunning military lore to understand tactics, dexterity writing to be good at mounted combat, or strength climbing to boost yourself up when you need it. 
think I took strength climbing. Yeah. Cunning military lore is kind of more what, what I it took feels that like. Later. I took that like two right. weeks ago. If you like, if you're a warrior who was brought up on a lot of education, you probably would take cunning military lore because it represents Perhaps a noble family yeah. or something. Yeah. You got a noble's education, and you uh, understand. You know, you know tactics, and you know uh, uh, battles from history mm-hmm. and how those battles ended. Um, dexterity riding would definitely be uh, available more to people who have mounts to work with. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you expect on to... being a chevalier or something. Yeah, people don't expect to be a chevalier. Yeah, Hollow don't like being ridden mm-hmm. that often. Correct. <laughs> you have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. They used to do it all the time. Yep. So, for the folks who don't have access to, you know, books upon books and stuff, and mounts, uh, strength climbing. Strength mm-hmm. climbing for navigation. Yep. So, level four. You get any weapon group of your choice. And you can also perform the dual strike stunt for three stun points instead of four. So your swings become wider and more destructive. Don't forget you can use this in conjunction with lightning attack for a total of six stun points, giving you essentially three attacks in the same round. <laughs> and that's only a level. That's only a level four. Yeah, it gets pretty brutal pretty <sighs> fast. <laughs> You're fancy. I am big warrior. <laughs> I will zip you all open like a letter. Blood dust. You become blood dust. Oh, yes. At level 7, you're going to start figuring out how to get people's attention because you can use the threatened stunt for only one stun point instead of the usual two. Which I think is something I need to remind you of. I know, I keep forgetting very, about that. That's okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving, where at level 15 there's a lot of moving parts when you hit level there. When you're there. So I forget it's a true. lot of the early level stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I forgot about like dirty fighting and all right. this other stuff. We'll cover it in the later We'll cover it, yeah. We'll be talking about that in the rogue episode, but... So that's uh, you can do threatened for one stun point. You can make it uh, community. It's not it's a strength intimidation test against. I think their willpower, self discipline, and you force them to come over and fight you. I oh, recommend yeah. uh, saying something about their mother. That Definitely. Usually, yeah. <laughs> you can already do it as uh, two stun points, but warriors mm-hmm. at level seven can do it for cheaper. This is it's kind of like um, how in Origins you could turn on the threatened ability. Oh, that's true. It increases it increases your it increases your threat level, so that NPCs will come fight you, and it can help you get all those people off of the rogue and the mage, that's so that they true. come over and fight you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're jumping up to level nine. You get a very useful ability, the incredibly useful and exciting expert strike. Mm-hmm. This lets you sacrifice accuracy or damage to gain a boost on the other. You can take up to a minus three penalty on your attack roll to get a plus three bonus on your damage roll. You can take a mi- up to a minus three penalty on on a da- attack or damage rolls, and you get a core uh, an equivalent bonus. A pl- let's say minus uh, plus one if you took a minus one, plus two if you took a minus two on the other damage roll. So if you took a minus three penalty on your attack roll, you get a plus three uh, bonus on your damage rolls, and I believe it's. All weapon rolls, not necessarily just melee attacks, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can use it for melee and ranged attacks. When you make an attack with a weapon belonging to a group you possess. Yes, you do have to be proficient with it. That's a good thing to remember. Because you're an ex- you're expert strength, yeah, so you got to be good at it. You know first. how to use that weapon. And you don't know forget how to use it mm-hmm. expertly. And don't forget to aim, which also gives you a plus one. On Heck top yeah! Of that. Minor action aim. This gives you a bit more tactical versatility, uh, but don't forget, yes, you can only use it on weapons that you are trained with. At level 12, you get Veteran, which lets you add your focus bonus to damage rolls with weapons which you have the focus for. So, if you took the Strength Axe's focus, uh, normally you'd only add that on the attack roll to hit with it, but now you get to add the focus bonus, that plus two bonus, on the damage roll. And if you have increased, and if you have uh, improved the focus, as you can uh, with focuses starting at level 11, you can get instead get a plus three with weapons from that group. Yeah. Plus three to damage, you know, but yeah, now your focuses work extra hard for you because you get a plus three and plus two or three to attack and damage. Oh yes, deadly. Deadly. At level fifteen, uh, you get quick strike. You can use a minor action to perform a melee quick strike. You you can use a minor action to perform another attack. And while you cannot use expert strike on this, and the attack and damage rolls take a minus two penalty, you can still generate stun points on that attack. That's stun points are good. Which doubles awesome. your chance. It doubles your chance to get stunts in there. Such as Lethal Blow. Such as Lethal Which is so important. Yes. So important. That increases, uh, that's more room for dual strikes and lightning attacks, pierce armors, mighty blows, lethal blows. Mm-hmm. So don't know, so, so uh, love it. Enjoy it. Love it. Smell it. Touch it. Kiss it. Bop it. Twist it. 
At level 17, uh, when you use your already discounted dual strike on a melee attack, you can hit two extra people with the stun instead of just one. Oh, damn. That's, wow. that's coming up later. That's going up later for you guys. Uh, all three of them have to be within reach at some point on your turn, but you, it says you can use the skirmish stunt to get into position using the dual strike after using dual strike stunt, so that you can you can get that one huge heavy swing and might have to step up for it. Step up, get that momentum going. Heck yeah! And finally, level twenty, <sighs> you reach epic warrior, which means epic. that you get one extra stunt point when participating in combat exploration or role playing encounters of your, your choice. Uh, you have to select it once you hit level 20. You get up, so which means you generate one extra stunt point when you're generating combat, exploration, or role-playing stunts. Nice. You may be quick to pick combat, but think about that stunt point for other types of encounters to give yourself an extra bit of potency in those encounters to balance out your combat prowess, because you're already getting a couple of really nice stunts for, for cheaper. Yeah, in combat. So, you might want to boost an area yeah. that you're weaker in. Like role-playing! If, if you are particularly good at playing the game in Orlay, perhaps uh, you probably no. put it in role-playing. Um, if you're like, if you're a hunter or a tracker for the Dalish or the Avar, maybe you'll go with exploration to be a really dang good tracker. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can only go with combat. True. You already, yeah, you already. Depends on your campaign too. If you're yeah. more, you know, yes. battle-heavy campaign definitely. versus definitely all such things. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's what you're going to be getting as a warrior. Fancy. Um, you now, dish out the pain. Oh yeah. All you're, the pain. You, we bring the pain. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and there are seven other flavors of pain that uh, warriors can bring, uh, because there are currently seven specializations. And let's see, make sure you make sure you put some thought into what you might want to take later in your character's career. Uh, we're going to give you a brief synopsis of the specializations here, but we are going to have full episodes on them later on. We'll talk about the lore. We'll talk about how you get into it. We'll talk about how you how well, like, cool ways to use it, and how you can build into it too with your earlier levels. Yes, please. Yes, please. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, so we're we're going to start with the berserker. While all warriors fight, there are those who find a rage inside them in order to lose themselves to the flow of bloody battle. Deadly and ferocious berserkers are mighty foes who bring death and destruction, nothing more. It is the it is the barbarian, it is the rager, it is the bloodlust. You carve people down, you take them down hard. Yeah. And the more you carve down, the more your rage gets going. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Uh, next is the champion specialization. Champion. Inspiration to their comrades, champions push their allies to greater feats of heroism while using that same fervor to discourage foes. Uh, when this warrior charges, everyone hears it. Everybody listens. That's Everybody cool. looks over. It's a good uh, specialization yes. for a leader warrior. Indeed. You can get some buffs to your friends and debuffs to your enemies. Yeah, that's why my Inquisitor has that specialization. Yeah. <laughs> Next is the Chevalier. An elite group of warriors, the top of Orlais military, these knights are trained to run down lesser foes from the back of a steed. Running enemies down from horseback, they make sure to leave an impression. Because it wouldn't be Orlesian to do less. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. It wouldn't be Orlesian to do less. Unless you're now, dead. And plus, then you won't have to get off your high horse. Oh! <laughs> uh, we're going to Orlais soon. Yeah, this it's, is It's going to be, be a good time. And I hope that joke is made. I so, so it's not above Calion. Interestingly maybe. enough, this is a specialization that the tabletop role playing game has that the video games do not have. Yeah, the Chevalier, because it's mostly built for mounted combat, which hasn't really been a thing in uh, Dragon Age games yet. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe it'll change someday. Yeah. That'd be cool. And we can get the Chevalier specialization in there, and we can, we can be. And then, of course, the folks who play the role playing game can be like, "We were there first. <laughs> yeah. So after the Chevalier. There's the Guardian. Yay! My first yes. specialization. Some warriors take special notice of the less sturdy members of their companies. Oh, yeah. Which is Kalyan and mm-hmm. Asha. So. Yes. <laughs> Driven to keep them safe, these warriors plant themselves, becoming unmovable bulwarks between their charges and the dangers they face. These warriors are the quintessential bodyguards. I basically become a giant meat shield for oh, yes. the mage. And metal. You got a lot of metal. I, there's meat. a lot of metal. You take a lot. You take a lot of hurt for. You take a lot of hurt for Asha sometimes. It's true when she doesn't have crazy magical bubbles flying up around her all the time. That's yeah. true. Yes, but it also does mean that it is really hard to move you, which it's... means that you can hold positions very well. And I can't be knocked down exactly ever. Yeah. You can't be she pushed. Is... You can't be uh, thrown to the ground. You are she's a boulder in the middle of yeah. the room. As long as you, yeah, as long as you get as long as you get that plant activate action, bam, no one's moving you. True. Ooh, 
Then there's the Reaver. We've had to fight many yeah. Reavers recently. These, these dark warriors are often compared to blood mages and even hunted like them. Drinking blood from a dragon is the initiation into this dangerous path, but these mighty individuals learn to master pain. They feed from the pain of their foes, and their own pain pushes them to fight with a dragon-like ferocity. It's not fun to fight them. No, it's no. really not fun to fight them, especially if they're in large groups and they're all activating their special uh, abilities. Yeah. That's so but that also means they'd be really cool to play. So. Creep, yeah. Reavers are creepy, but really cool. <laughs> uh, spirit warrior. Making bonds with more benevolent spirits of the Fae, these warriors are often mistaken for abominations. Certainly the sight of a spirit warrior joining with their spirit allies is a strange one, but these conduits of the Fae can use magic-like powers to protect themselves, combat demons, and even channel the Fae into bursts of power. Spirit Warrior's neat. Yeah. You've only just started dipping your toes into it. So yeah. You got, like, just the, got novice, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, you just got novice. So I got a special sword. Yeah, you got a cool sword. Cool sword, dude. Cool sword, do cool stuff. I got killed giant last time. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> so, and then finally we have Templar. The military arms of the Chantry. Templars are chosen not only to serve the Maker, but to protect the world from the dangers of magic. Armed to fight mages and other magic users, they are resistant to spells and other magics. More experienced Templars can cancel magic in a wide area, bringing mages down more quickly and disarming them. Mm-hmm. You are all about fighting the dangers of magic, mm-hmm. especially blood magic. Uh, dispelling those mages' effects and then going up and chopping mm. them to bits. Templars Templars are a thing. And we'll definitely be, well actually I think we'll be having an episode on them very soon. Excellent. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. We still got to talk about the classes and we're going to have I think one other episode in between them. Well, the Templars are coming up. Templars are neat. So, we talked about specializations. We talked about uh, what you're going to be getting. Uh, let's talk about what you're going to be getting for free. Uh, let's talk about what things you might want to take. Now these are suggestions. We're going to give you guys some considerations for focuses and talents and planning for the future. You guys can take as much or as little of this advice as you like. We are just throwing out there what we think is a cool idea, so you can completely disregard this. If you've got a cool character idea, you should follow it. Mm-hmm. You should, and you should tell us about it too. Yeah, yes, tell us. Please. Tell us about it. Send it. Wondersofthetispodcast at gmail.com. Do We're it. always telling you guys about how cool my character yeah. is. We'd love to hear how cool your character Let me is. tell you how my campaign is going. <laughs> focuses. <laughs> so, talking about focuses. Focusing uh, on focuses. You can turn to chapter three of the core rulebook to find the total list of focuses. Page 56. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Nice. Um, so, first you're probably going to want to take uh, the focuses of the weapon group that you are most likely to use. Which I believe you get. So. Yes. Which so. for me was, again, weapon and shield and... So, heavy blades. Heavy blades. Strength heavy blades. And if you know you're going to be the main tank and the meat shield, it's good to get that armor training focus, because once you have enough... Well, that's a talent. That's coming. I know. You're jumping the gun. That's cool. Sorry. You're, ex- you're excited. <sighs> Stamina can be important. Stamina yes. is very important. You are a class that is made to survive. So some useful defensive focuses are constitution stamina, dexterity acrobatics, mm-hmm. and willpower self-discipline. Mm-hmm. All well, of those will help you stay alive. Willpower courage also helps as I've Oh yes, willpower courage also learn. helps, definitely. Especially if you're staring down that dragon, you're going to have to make a willpower courage test and not run for it. Also, um... Dexterity initiative if you're one of the attack first, ask yes. questions later yes. kind of warriors. You're going to be good at combat, so being able to go first never hurts. Mm-hmm. Especially if your mage needs a bit more time to prepare. You can get that get those uh, enemies' attention. Let's see. Um, if you're hoping, if you're expecting to fight mages or fight magic stuff, even if you don't increase your magic stat, consider taking entropy, magic entropy and spirit. Because those are, let's see, those are the most common uh, defensive tests that you have to make. Mm-hmm. For spells, yes, mm. indeed, um, and of course, dexterity initiative. Go first. Dexterity bows is always good. You don't have to be uh, limited to one type of weapon group. It's always good to have versatility. Yeah. Versatility mm-hmm. in your weapons, indeed. So, we're going to talk about talents. Yeah, some talents and considerations and talent suggestions. Of course, you guys can take as much or as little of this as you like. So. Warriors are the only class, if you worth pointing out, the warriors are the only class that can take armor training, mounted combat style, pull weapon style, two-hander style, and the weapon and shield style. Yeah. So feel free to make take advantage of that. Yes, armor training is going to be a good talent, because once you're a master of it, it's 
It's really hard to hurt you. It's very hard. Your arm oh, yeah. gets up really hard. You, if you um, you already get a novice the novice degree for free. So if you feel perfectly fine having just medium armor, like having super heavy armor doesn't feel quite right for your warrior, then you don't have to take it. But you're gonna be really hard to hurt once you if you take higher degrees of that talent. Yeah. And you already get a boost on it. You already get the first degree right away. Yeah, and if you have a shield, you get bonuses to your defense, which yeah. is always good. Makes, makes that much harder to hurt you. Even harder to hit. Mm -hmm. You can take that weapon in shield style. Which and, I did. Yeah, you can get very good at the make the defensive stunts, uh, defensive stance stunt cheaper, and I think uh, make your shield make you even better at the shields later on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we have found that uh, dual weapon style and unarmed style have some pretty good synergy. Uh, <laughs> two fists. Correct. We had somebody doing that, and they did a very good job with it, didn't they? And you can get dual weapon style from level one. So if you take unarmed style at level three, then when you can already be punching people, just your unarmed strikes will hit more. But with the dual weapon style, you'll be getting extra defense, extra attack, uh, being able to attack more often. Mm -hmm. It's cool stuff. Let's see. And then um, even though you are a warrior, there is nothing stopping you guys from taking things like linguistics, music, lore, uh, intrigue oratory, things like that. Depends on your campaign and your character, but if you, you don't feel, have to be the yeah. big dumb brute. You can oh, be yeah. the uh, You can be the you can be intellectual. the the scholar warrior. Mm -hmm. Why not? That Especially you know, like we said before with a noble background. Yeah, totally. Perhaps, but... Take whatever you want. Uh, but uh, of course those talents let's see you are you're already getting a lot of talents for free. So you don't probably don't have to you don't have as much of a talent uh, I guess um I'm going to guess the hunger for quite as many talents because you'll be getting them right away. You'll probably be using uh, maybe two or three very often. Mm -hmm. So talents can be a good place to spread out then and oh, yeah, fill out your character. Fill out your character. Yeah, like... And, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Like, quick draw is always there. Yeah. Especially if you're... Quick reflexes. Quick mm -hmm. reflexes really helps, especially so if you're switching from range to melee. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Like in the video games, you can just tap a button and have a different weapon in your hand. Exactly. Now you can do yeah. it in the role-playing game. Yep. Boom, boom. I got a crossbow. And it's only a minor action. Ooh, yeah. Actually, I think it's. I think it doesn't cost an action. Ooh. At least the first time you do yeah. ready in the round. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, two-handed style and pull weapon style mesh quite well, granting you, uh, giving you great damage capability and battlefield control. You have a lot of reach, and you can make a lot of good use of that reach. And if you're really good at two-handed style, you're going to be hitting people really hard with those reach weapons. Very quickly, multiple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're going to be moving people around all the time. It's going to be cool. So, uh, anything else for talents? Uh, of course, everybody can take uh, trap making, poison making. Uh, you can take uh, chirurgy, I think, if you want. I think chirurgy is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you can everybody everybody can take unarmed style. You can always choose throwing weapon style if you're planning on like throwing axes or throwing daggers. Yeah. Maybe your warrior is more you know melee focused, but it never mm -hmm. hurts to have a few axes yes. or daggers on you mm -hmm. to throw out people. Yeah, it's never a bad idea to have some range uh, range capability at the time. Mm -hmm. It looks like you can also throw spears. Nice, oh, sweet. Oh yeah, that's right. That's oh, awesome. Those are things you can. That's the thing you can do. That's thing Giant hurt. spear coming <laughs> through the chest of your Thunk. enemy. <laughs> I may All have right. to do that in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, here we go. Um, now, a couple things to plan for. It's a good idea to be ready for everything, so at least have two different weapons, particularly one uh, particularly one as a melee and mm -hmm. one as a range. Because mm -hmm. there is a, if your reputation as a guy with a huge sword gets around, your enemies are probably going to think, you know, I bet if I'm standing on the other side of this gorge, you probably can't get me. Mm -hmm. But you can surprise them when you pull out that nice crossbow. It's true. Kachunk! And it's always good to have a couple of poultices on you just in case the oh, yeah. mage is detained or isn't close enough that way in case you get really badly damaged. You can drink <laughs> those poultices. Drink the poultices. They're disgusting, <laughs> but they heal ya. But I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like every button in the world. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so, uh, as they're saying, be on the lookout for good gear. Your uh, your class doesn't have a lot of like uh, activated powers like the rogue doesn't have like moving parts like the rogue's backstab. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have uh, like uh, like the dirty fighting, and yep. of course you don't have spells like a mage does. So yeah, never hurt. So make sure that you're always on the lookout for good gear or cool magic items and to give, give you yourself some interesting bonuses and abilities. Yeah, like definitely. 
like climbing gear and like a glowstone and I have mm-hmm. flint and tinder just because. You've made use of them. You never You've know when you need fire. Extraction, quick, make a fire. Correct, yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Masterworks will serve you very well. You're going to be making a lot of use of them because you need good weapons and armor. Uh, and the same goes for superior material gear. Um, and even though you are a combat raid class, don't forget to invest some time, focuses, or talents into making sure you can contribute to role-playing and exploration encounters. It's true. Yes. I, as my character is a day shelf, I have tracking, perception hearing, I have animal handling. You'd be very good with the animals. We've needed it, yeah. We've needed it a couple times. <laughs> Tracking has been useful, too. Mm -hmm. But, yes, it's good to contribute as, for me, I've tried to grow beyond just the dumb, brutish fighter, so. You were never just the dumb, brutish fighter. I used to out-drink all the humans. You used to out-drink all the humans. Now she's got a wife. The old ball and chain. The old ball and chain has been asking her to stop drinking, and she's been good about it. Yeah, I have. She's been good about it. I did win a drinking contest at Mm -hmm. the uh, Grand Tourney, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you did. They, they had you drink. Uh, what was it like three? Like the three ninety black scythe. Uh, yeah. Black scythe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, the one that they served by the thimble. And yeah, I, and, and I, I, I recommend you not put it in direct sunlight. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's good to have. Avoids contact with skin. And it may be a good uh, thing for role playing if you have a favorite enemy, which I don't really have, but I have a feared enemy, which is abominations for various mm. reasons. Mm. <laughs> Roleplay reasons. Yeah. Roleplay reasons. Backstory stuff Backstory stuff. It was a bad day. It was a very bad day. We started with the Dalish Curse. <laughs> for those of you who bought that first box, or maybe bought, of course that adventure is now available for sale, I think. I think it's free on the Green Ronin site. You can download the PDF, Dalish Curse. I gotta pick me that up. It's a good introductory adventure. It is. And it's also very harrowing. Yes. (laughs) We put a little extra feeling into it. Oh, so many feelings. Mm -hmm. But it's always good to create a good... A good, uh, ri- rounded, yeah. a good rich, rounded backstory for Definitely. your Dragon Age is a, a great system for not mm. only physical pain, but emotional oh, mental pain. Oh, yeah. Which oh, there is yeah. a lot of. That's what, that, that's what that cunning communication and willpower uh, abilities are for. For hurt. And don't forget about communication seduction. Mm-hmm. It may actually yes. come into play if you have a wife like my character. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, you guys make good use of your... Uh, <laughs> Our wiles. Our, Our wiles, wiles, yes. Your wiles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Being combat focused is going to be great when combat rolls around. Uh, when you guys need to search a room, talk down an angry townsperson from hurting someone, decipher ancient texts, you guys may not have much to do unless you have invested some abilities and some mm-hmm. talents and some focuses into helpful stuff. Yeah. Of course, feel free to ask your GM about what stuff is good to prepare for. Right. What and, style campaign they plan yeah. to run. Like ours is a little bit of everything, so it's going to be well rounded. It is a little bit of everything. We've just we just we've uh, had a couple of like all out wars against the Darkspawn. Oh yeah, uh, political intrigue in Ferelden, and now Mm. we're about to have political intrigue in In Orlay. Yep. Oh yeah, the New Year's ball is New Year's masquerade ball is coming up, and the Empress will be there. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. We're looking forward to it or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my character's name's Alora, by the way. But yeah, we'll see how she does. Laura and Callion, I'm sure we'll have lots of fun at the Winter Palace. Uh, mm-hmm. To find fun. Yes. I'll probably make fun for myself. <laughs> but, uh, to find fun for me. There's going to be wine, so she'll be great. Correct. Laura will be tempted by the wine so much. Tempted by the wine. Hey, uh, Asha's not with us, so... Hey, Ashara is not with us. That's why oh, yeah, I'm I always mix them up. <laughs> Tip for your game. Pick different... Elven names. Yes. Not all ones that start with A. It's hard. Yeah. It, it does get hard. you will get confused. We have, Very a lot of, we have a lot of rhyming names and alliterative names. And yes. It gets, it's confusing sometimes. And it's Callion with a K. With a K. K. With a K. Emphasis on the K. <laughs> Alright. So, um, the class does not necessarily include a lot of, uh, like, well, include in the book a lot of role-playing considerations, but that doesn't mean we cannot squeeze role-playing considerations out of being a warrior. It's true. Uh, being a warrior says a couple things about your character. Uh, it means that your character is tough, mm-hmm. physically, and that it could be from direct training, it could be a hard-knock childhood, it could be a, a good diet, or a dozen other things. Warriors are a force of nature on the battlefield, and it likely shows. 
When you look at Cassandra, you you know that there's a punch coming towards you. <laughs> especially mm-hmm. if you're Varric. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if you're Cassandra, with a strong body usually comes with confidence. Mm-hmm. So your character may also have a strong will to go with their strong body. Mm-hmm. So consider those things. Um, that when you look at the characters in Dragon in the Dragon Age video games, you can always kind of tell what class they are by knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, Cole would not have made a lot of sense as a rogue. As a, as a warrior. A, he makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of sense as a rogue. He not would not have made a lot of sense as a warrior. Yeah. 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 A character like Fenris does not feel like he has quite the finesse or the subtlety that a that a rogue would have. He's too brash. Too way too brash. Way too mm-hmm. brash. Definitely. Uh, and um, goodness, who else? Um, Alistair doesn't feel like he, uh, of course, had Templar training, so that obviously mm-hmm. made him take mm-hmm. the path of a warrior. But he really doesn't feel like the kind of guy who would go rogue. No. No. He doesn't have the swiftness or the... He doesn't have the swiftness or the guile. Or yeah, the, no. He's the... not that great at lying. Yeah. He's not he's, good he's at subtlety. He is a precious puppy. He is a precious puppy. Precious puppy king. Puppy king. Puppy king the second. <laughs> and, I mean, Iron Bull, can you see him as anything except a warrior? Oh, except I love me no. some Iron Bull. <laughs> I mean, he's he's also a Ben Hasra, so he probably could be a good rogue, but... See, he uses his appearance. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like maybe yeah. you can, you know... Take, t- took that intrigue focus, didn't it? Exactly. Uh, intrigue talent. You can use your big buff, <laughs> cheetah puff mm-hmm. appearance Definitely. to your advantage to be all sneaky fun. Uh-huh. Or mm-hmm. you could be like my Inquisitor in Romance Hireball because he's awesome. Yeah, do <laughs> and, it. and he's adorable. Ah! He's, he's, he's a really good romance option. He is. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. My Inquisitor only didn't, didn't go for him just because he was, he was too buff. He needed someone Too needed, buff? He needed, well, a little he needed, more slender. He needed someone more stringy. Like and Dorian. Like, like Dorian. <laughs> oh, Dorian. Cassandra all the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing a dude just so I can... Right. Just so I can run I know, I got a couple folks who were very upset. It was like, first of all, awesome. Second of all, why did you make her straight? Yeah. <laughs> she's so cool. She's so cool. Dang, she's cool. So, knowing your character has... Be- how your character became a warrior could also inform a lot of your role playing it could be part of your background as your background you choose your class and you can probably uh, tell a lot of this a lot about your character by saying you know i've got this background this background gave me this class why did it do that maybe you were a, a shepherd you know and you were mm-hmm. fighting off a bunch of wolves so you're particularly good with stabs or something yeah, really or in my case i started out as a dalish hunter so i started out being very good with bows and in mm-hmm. part of my Intro to this game, we had an archery contest, which I beat all the humans in. Yes, you did. <laughs> and a drinking contest. And a drinking contest! I, I don't think those were at the same time. No, I think they were separate days. They were separate times. <laughs> I think the mm-hmm. drinking contest happened after the archery contest went over. Like, yeah, definitely. How dare so you? think about where your character came from and how they became a warrior. Uh, did they train under a master? Did they join the army? Did they learn from bar fights and street fights? Or did they, or if you want to get really crazy, did they learn it from dreaming? Ooh. Of course, if they learned it from dreaming, then they might they might be just they might just be a mage. They might be. But going or you know, maybe they're going into like a Templar or maybe a spirit warrior. Temp- you know, Templar, sp- yeah, just spirit warrior stuff. Spirit warriors opens up uh, opens up a lot of a lot of doors. It's true. I'm gonna start getting weird dreams soon. I know. <laughs> Probably. Oh no. So being physically built does not also mean that you cannot be smart, as in the case of Iron Bull. Yeah. Uh, so did your character study? Who did they study under? Did they did their martial master teach them language uh, or guile or the art of building traps? Did your character have any other kinds of expertise? Uh, did they grow up under a specific discipline that uh, gave them an education? Did they not get any education? Like if they grew up like as uh, part of a Dalish, well, they probably got an education, a Dalish yeah. education, or an or if they grew up as an Avar, or if they uh, grew up um, uh, as, as uh, simple simple folk in the countryside of Orle or the countryside of the Free Marches. It's all up to you. Uh-huh. You want you can add as much or as little as you want. Oh, yes. That's the great thing about like tabletop role playing games. Yeah. Like you know you always have archetypes that you kind of have to fit your character idea into. With like mm-hmm. you know the video games, they try to give you as many options as possible. Yeah. But, but they can only, but they've only got so much money. Exactly. And with tabletop, you can literally yeah. do anything. You know, with tabletop, you buy one book and you can play that game forever. Yep. And with Dragon Age, you only need three D sixes. That's yes, that's a... it. Nothing else. You don't need no crazy looking uh, three. Let's see, I- icosahedron, dodecahedron, etc., etc. All the hedrons. All the hedrons. All the polyhedrons. Mm-hmm. Good times. 
Good times. Very good times. Um, there's, a, there's a couple questions that you need to ask yourself less than like how you trained, but uh, how you use that training. Did you sell your services uh, as a warrior or is Merc work your job? Strong bodies are in high demand everywhere in Theta, so there will need no shortage of work for you. Did you do a lot of grunt work? Is your grunt work bringing you into contact with your with your fellow PCs? Um, and why did your character become more warrior-like than roguelike? Because you, in most cases, the, that choice is sitting there in your background. You have you could become a warrior or a rogue. Warrior is obviously a much more overt, much more um, in some cases disciplined, um, much more rough and tumble, and much more out there than rogue. So why did your character go rogue, uh, go warrior instead of rogue? Hmm, good question. I think you think backwards. That happens. Words are right. hard. So, I mean, you can look at look at the characters from the video games. You know why Cassandra went warrior? Who? She was raised by the Seekers of Truth. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. There was really nothing else she could have become. Um, Zevran, I suppose, could have become a warrior, but his background also kind of uh, encouraged encouraged him to take the rogue because he takes a much more subtle approach. Sly wheeling and dealing. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's a charmer. That one. That's yes. true. So, is you a your character's class choice should make a lot of sense. It should be something that feels right for the character. You should be uh, people should be able to look at your character, look at like look at Laura and be like, she could have been nothing else but a warrior. Yeah, definitely. So true. Mm-hmm. She's a very tall buff elf. So has a lot to do with their values too. Her values are definitely protecting the people she cares about. It's so mm-hmm. true, especially after losing that one. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh huh. It all comes back to the backstory, guys. Oh. We'll keep, you know, keep bringing in the backstory. Uh, did your character favor certain weapon types? Were they trained in specific disciplines? Do they have any special techniques or tricks? Do they uh, favor certain types of armor? Do they have battle cries? Do they pray to the maker before battle? Uh, are they protector of allies, or do they simply charge into a fight? There's a lot of stuff that you can work with with Warrior. Warrior is a, is a mythical archetype of hero. It's true. It's what all the stories are about, really. Yes. You are the fighting man. You are the big guy. So you are the big guy or gal with the sword. Standing up for the little people who Stand can't up. defend themselves. Yeah. True. Or crushing them under your heel. Yes. As you go past. Bring mm-hmm. them under your will. Oh, yeah. Through force, if necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I don't do that. Not a Laura style. Not a Laura oh, style. Maybe it's your style. But maybe it's your style. Maybe you're on that kind of campaign. You can Weird. totally do that with Dragon Age. It's a good time. So, do we have anything else we want to say about the Warrior? I think Any I closing know. statements? Um, Warrior's a heck of a run. Warriors are fun. I mean, it can be... <sighs> some people can, can, at first glance, consider it like a simple class. Mm-hmm. Because it's basically the tank and you just it need is. a few things, but yeah. it's definitely a good class and you could definitely make it all your own, which oh, is yeah. what I've done. You could definitely make it all your own. It is, it's a good, it's also, it's definitely a good class for people who are probably maybe new to this game, mm-hmm. but you can still do a lot with it. It's, it's yeah, true. it's as simple or complex as you make it. As simple as complex as you, you want it to be. You can keep it as basic as this, good at fighting where mm-hmm. you can delve into anything else. This one's got a few, uh, some le- uh, less moving parts than the rogue and the uh, mage do, but mm-hmm. That does not mean that you don't kick butt. It's true. Does not mean you don't kick all the butt. <laughs> all the blood mist. All the blood mist. All the persistent gore everywhere. It's all over you and everyone else is like, dang. <laughs> it's true. Don't want to make her mad. Nope. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. And who knows? Maybe you'll find out that you are you have a birthright to, <laughs> yeah. to like take up your sword and lead a bunch of... Long forgotten warriors. You never know. You know, things can like stuff happens. Campaigns are neat. It's true. Magical swords talk mm-hmm. to you sometimes. Yeah, they talk to you and they tell you to go and say, "Hey, go find my grave where I died." Yeah, yeah. Go find my body. Here, you should go find this other sword. It'll go great. Yeah, now go find this other great sword. Great time to segue into our after show because. Uh... Right. Yes, we should probably start going. We're already at goodness, like fifty-seven minutes, fourteen seconds. We're we're really going at it. Woo! <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple times I'm babbling in there that don't yeah, well, that's, 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 that's part of the fun well thank you guys so much for joining us it's been a blast mm-hmm. it's always a blast mm-hmm. especially talk, when we're talking about Dragon Age yeah so go out there make some warriors put some heavy armor on get the big heavy weapons and go protect or destroy or both. or both mix or it both. up mix it up you know those dialogue wheels 
go left this time, I'll go right this time. Mm-hmm. Or go up. Go up, up, up or yeah, no, all there's, around. There's diagonals on there and investigate. That one's got a crying face on it. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this is all of us at the Wonders of Thetis podcast signing off. This is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die. This is Jill saying, "May Head Callion advise you well." And this is Caitlin saying, "Hopefully, you can get drunk at a tavern sometime with your wife. <laughs> sometime with your wife. With also, your wife, if you have one." Jessica wanted to give a shout out, but she misses you guys. But she's on cat duty right now. Yes, and we'll talk about that maybe in a bit. But thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye bye. <laughs> Isn't that right, the bounce a lot? Isn't that name a little ridiculous? What do you think I should call him? Frederick. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the post show. So, the post-show, we are done with the episode. We've talked about the warrior class, we've talked about the news, we've talked about questions. Uh, Feel free to send in those questions, by the way. We've talked about everything in the episode. We've got not much left material to talk about. Well, we've got plenty of material to talk about. Is it material to talk about? This is material to talk about. Just in time. I did. I heard you, and I was like, I should bring She heard us. Just in time for the post-show. She is all over the place right now. Jessica. Hello, Post I've been on, uh, I've been making all these, uh, an- animal handling checks downstairs. Yes, because we have some big news for the house. Big news for a little kitty. We have a kitten. We have a new kitten. Her name is Bibi. Oh, yeah. it's a, she is adorable and she likes climbing on everybody. She's, oh man, she's, she's all about so it. tiny. And so curious. 2.1 pounds, about two months old. And, uh, not very big, but definitely saucy. She's, she's got a lot of spirit. We have our 16-pound behemoth cat that we talked about earlier, and uh, she is definitely calling him out, like, mm-hmm. nonstop. <laughs> he's not a huge fan. He's not no, the biggest he's not fan loving right it. now. He's not loving There have been a few hisses. He'll be all right eventually. Just, I guess. Yeah. He's hmm. actually pretty good with the smalls, so. He'll get used to it. Hmm. I gotcha. So we got this little cat. BB. Oh, goodness. Her f- claws are like tiny needles. They are. <laughs> she is tiny, adorable needles. But yes, we just got her today, and that is why I was not in today's podcast. I was downstairs making sure that cats didn't kill each other. Playing peacemaker. Yeah, we already have. Yeah. She's a two-month-old cat. We already have a, a grumpy eight-year-old cat who's already seven? living in the seven. Seven. Seven years old. Pardon. He's a grump. He's still grumpy. He's he's, he's a sweetheart. He Let's be real here. It's true. He's just grumpy about this. He's very grumpy about this. He'll get used to. He'll get used to BB. He lived with a kitten before, and he picked up some not Oh, just did you habits. hear that? Oh, I hope you guys heard that on the podcast. She is so tiny, tiny and she makes tiny noises. Tiny mouse. We can't have her jumping around on things a lot because we just because she, she just had she just got yeah. spayed. And it's a little bit early, in my opinion, for a kitten. But then, what do I know? I'm not a cat doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh. they had to spay her before she could come to us, and they said that she had to be two pounds to be spayed. And mm-hmm. there she is. There she is. Oh, I'm sure I'm just worrying. Yeah. <laughs> she looks a little gangly. I'm sure they know quite a she bit about doing cat hair. things. She does have such big fluffs. Big fluffs. Oh. So yeah. She likes the <laughs> hands. If you guys should see her, maybe we should post a picture with the blog. We'll post a picture. We'll include Next her. Next to the Mabari and the Nug. Yeah. She's about the same size. She, she is. is about Ooh. the same size. We'll include her next to Boots and Nugmeg. Hmm. Boots, Nugmeg, BB. And then Boogles, boogles. And, and, and Boogles, of course. We have for size. So, we have so many animal yeah, companions. <laughs> Apparently we're a whole podcast full of rangers. Yeah, mm. Boogles is sometimes known as the Blight. or <laughs> Because of his... He's also been the dark side when we played Star Wars. Oh, uh, Star Wars. Yeah, to Good spread time. out on the, on the so battle map. Just kind of... She is. She's super inquisitive right now. And I put her mm. in her little room and she was just... So like, sad. Non-stop. She's like, I want to see the world. She wouldn't have it. Every time she stuck her paws out, Boogles would, like, attack them. <laughs> but I did get them to sleep in the same room together for a little while. Hey. I was pretty proud of that yeah. animal handling check. Excellent. Yeah. Making good progress already. Yes. If you could see, we're all, like, falling over the kitten and She's so everything. Yeah. She, she has a little so dingy bell collar. Huh. She is so cute. 
had our campaign going. <laughs> so yeah, we also wanted to talk about our campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Our Which campaign. we should actually go play soon. Yeah, we should go so play soon. I want to play. It is already almost 7 o'clock. We got a little carried away. To to we did. We got very excited. We We're going really... to Orlais tonight. Uh, but... Maybe we should tell them about it next time. Oh, yeah, I guess so. We've already talked about a kitten. Yeah. A kitten. There's going to be a ball. There's going to be a queen. There's going to be intrigue. So much intrigue. The game will be played. Oh, the yes. Game will be I'm played. so ready the game to within, play this game. The game. The game we'll, within the game. We'll see if the, the warrior can do this. Uh-huh. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to be counting on you guys. Help me out here. <laughs> this will be a short post show, I guess. But that's I okay, because sure some of them can get long. But it included a kitten. So it did. It's, it's, it's the best post 100% more kittens than most post shows. Mm-hmm. It's true. We've already written a blog post about the, the about the home game anyway, which you guys can read on wondersoffatispodcast.wordpress.com. And you can, of course, follow us and get updates. We'll be posting all of the episodes on there, uh, as well as posting all the yeah. episodes on the Green Ronin forums, the Bioware forums, on the Facebook, and on our Twitter. Yeah. Shout out to Mom and Dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Biscuits. Oh, Biscuits. I didn't realize that that was such an, a, a wonderful thing to say. But, but it uh, is. I also didn't realize I said it all the time, and apparently I say it all the time. <laughs> You've now noticed. So, yes, I've been listening to myself. It's like, oh, man, I do say Biscuits a lot. Oh, well. Yeah. It's fine. You probably hear it more. You're probably going to hear it more, yeah. More yes. podcasts. More fun. What? But. Is she scruffy? Oh, that's a bum. Yeah. Oh. But it's not she a, is I think it's it just because she has her head turned. I think she is. Yeah, she yeah. Pro- she's just skinny when you. We'll, we'll ask. Yeah. Seems a little bit. She has another appointment. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. She has she's no, I think it's the same now that I see mm-hmm. I just worry about you. Mm-hmm. You got such a child. It's so tiny. We, we cannot we cannot actually accurately express how how much of a tiny small this tiny small cat is. <laughs> proximity to cat is uh, inversely proportional to how inane no is, is directly proportional to how inane your sentences become. Yes. Oh, yeah, the one that did that which, which across the room. That's KCD, I'm pretty sure. It's probably yeah, SKCD. that's totally right. It's like across the room is like oh that cat is adorable and right next to you a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're all pretty much I think there. it's probably they have, like, mind-vending capabilities. Okay. I'm pretty just, sure like, they do. Scramble our brains uh-huh. and are like, feed me, love me. Crazy waves coming out of our uh, their brains coming into mm-hmm. ours. And mm-hmm. We should take us. her downstairs, and I should go snuggle my big guy so he doesn't feel too left out. Yeah. yeah. And we should play Dragon Age. And we should yeah, go play Dragon Age. Boogles. Boogles. I got a bunch of Orlesian nobles to humiliate, so yeah! we should get the show on the road. Yes. See y'all later, guys. Right. Thank you guys for listening. You guys all have a good day. Bye. 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 Six is on that dragon die. Yeah.